Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online, and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au. God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Who listening loves to wait? Kids, I'm sure you love to wait. You just love it, don't you? You just love waiting for your birthday to come around every year. You love waiting throughout the afternoon as your tummy's rumbling and waiting for dinner. And you just love waiting on long car trips, don't you? you just, you're just so happy to wait until you get the chance to get out and stretch your legs. You've never said to mum and dad before, are we there yet? Never, I'm sure, of course. Maybe you've found it hard lately, not being able to go to the park or hang out with your friends like you normally would. Maybe you found it a little bit difficult too, just waiting for school to go back. You've missed your friends. You've missed your teachers. I'm sure heaps of you are looking forward to being able to get together with your church friends again as Liberty kids and also all your, your big friends, all the adults at Liberty too. No doubt you've been missing them. Isn't it great? Isn't it great that only as of this week we can now get together with some people again? It's really exciting to be able to do that. Bigger kids, I'm talking to you now. I know that many of you, myself included, have found it pretty tough of late with all the COVID-19 restrictions I've had many conversations with you guys about how you're just struggling. The struggle is real. You're feeling like you just want to get out there, get out and about and hang out with people once again. If if we're honest with ourselves, we've found it pretty tough. Waiting, waiting. Waiting can be pretty difficult, can't it? Waiting and being patient can be really tough. And whilst waiting can be really tough, waiting is something that God calls each of us, each of his children, big, medium and small, to do. Whether we're big kids or we're little kids, God calls us to wait on him. So what does it mean to wait on Jesus? And how does waiting on God strengthen our faith in him? Well, we're going to find out today by exploring God's word together. So before we do that, let's just pray and invite Holy Spirit to bless and guide us in the truth this morning. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that we are called to wait on you. Lord, naturally, in the natural sense, we don't like to wait. We are naturally impatient. 
We want things to happen last week. But Lord, we know from your word and we'll remind ourselves afresh this morning that there's blessing in the waiting, that there's power in waiting and waiting in particular on you. So Jesus, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would guide us, that you would strengthen us and that you would help us to wait with the kind of waiting in the kind of way that you call us to wait on you. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, there's so many passages in Scripture that call us to wait on the Lord. You can look throughout the Old Testament. You can see that kind of theme running through the New Testament as well. Scripture is all about this process of waiting on God. You're probably familiar with these words from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 and 32 about waiting on the Lord. Verse 30, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Well, maybe you're familiar with these words from Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And maybe these words from Lamentations 3, verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. If you've read through much of the Bible before, you would know that things don't always happen super quickly. Things don't always happen super quickly. And often, followers of Jesus have to wait patiently for things to come about. I just want to share with you a few examples from Scripture just to, to ponder and, and, and think about. Think of Abraham. Abraham had to wait a very long time, 25 years in fact, to finally have the son that God had promised him. What about Joshua? Joshua had to, he could, he could see the, the town, the area of Jericho. He could see it. He had the army and yet God called him to wait on him to wait for his direction, to wait for his command. And in obedience, they circled around time and time again until God gave the call. Joshua had to wait along with all of the Israelites at that time. What about Jacob? Jacob is a pretty, it's a pretty sad story for poor old Jacob, isn't it? He had to wait not only the agreed seven years to marry his beloved Rachel, but then he had to wait another seven years because Laban tricked him into marrying his other daughter Leah. That is a time of waiting, that's for sure. Poor old Jacob. What about Mary? Mary, the mother of Jesus. She waited. She waited and she held on to God's promise 
for 30 years that her son would be the promised one, that her son would be the Messiah. Time and time again in Scripture, we see that followers of Jesus are called to wait and that God uses these times of waiting, that God uses these times where his followers are waiting to grow and shape us, to shape us, to to become more like him. Perhaps you know this to be true from experience as well. Maybe you have been waiting a very long time for a spouse. Or maybe you've got a spouse and your spouse does not yet know Jesus and you have been praying and just believing that one day, one fine day, they will become a follower of Jesus and you can enjoy that together as a couple. Maybe that's your waiting. Maybe you've been crying out to God for decades on behalf of a child of yours who's walked away from the faith or doesn't yet know Jesus and you're just crying out and and trusting God that they will turn around, that they will be the prodigal and they will return to the loving arms and the embrace of the Father and find peace and hope and joy in relationship with Him. Maybe that's you. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, as you're waiting right now, you're still waiting for your prayers to be answered. Waiting, waiting like that, waiting for things that mean things to us, that move our hearts, that we're so passionate about, that we so long to see happen, can be really tough. Waiting can be really tough. As Stephen Altrog says, we know God is faithful. We know that he's good and he loves us, but it's so excruciatingly hard to wait on the Lord to act, to move, to deliver, to rescue. Waiting on God to move can be super tough, but waiting on the Lord to move is exactly what we were designed to do, exactly how we were designed to live. You see, we're created for intimate relationship with God. We were created to be completely dependent on Him, to be completely and utterly dependent on Him, trusting Him with and in everything. You know, this kind of thinking, this faith thinking goes completely against everything that the world would promote, doesn't it? We're taught to trust in ourselves, trust in our own wisdom, to pave our own path, to be our own man or our own woman, to trust no one, to trust no one and to rely on our own strength and our own abilities. This is the world's way, 100%. But it's not God's way. It's not God's way at all. We were created to be completely dependent on God, to trust and look to Him for every need in every single 
situation. In Isaiah chapter 40 that we read just before that passage, Isaiah reminds us of this truth, of God's way when he says these words. Even youths shall faint and be weary, weary, and even men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In life, we will tire out. We will fall exhausted when we try to go it alone. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. If we wait on the Lord, we will run and not be weary. We shall walk and not be faint. We were created to be completely dependent on God. So you might be thinking, well, yeah, but what does it mean? What does it actually look like to wait on the Lord? Well, the Hebrew word in this passage that we've just looked at, it's translated wait. That word wait in this passage is the word kavar, which means to wait, look for, hope, expect. So to wait on the Lord means to look to him, to actively trust him, to actively and intentionally place our hope firmly in him alone, to actively expect that he can and will, in his time, handle anything and everything that goes on in our lives far better, far better than we ever could. Do you get a bit of an insight into the kind of waiting that Isaiah is encouraging us to embrace? It's an active waiting. It's an active trusting, a sure hoping in the God who is in the very, the God who's in charge of our very universe as well as our very lives and is able to do far more than we could ever ask or imagine. That's the kind of waiting that Isaiah is encouraging us in. When we wait on God like this, we are intentionally choosing to place everything, our very lives along with everything that we are concerned about or responsible for, into God's care. We are, by actively waiting on God, essentially saying this. I need you, God. I trust you, Lord. Come and move as only you can. I don't have control. I don't have a handle on everything in life. But I know that you are in control. And I trust and believe that you can make and will make a way. So if waiting on God is what we're called to do, how can we wait on God well? Well, I want to share four key ways that we can wait well on the Lord with you today. And the first one's this. We wait well when we choose to still ourselves 
before him. If you're anything like me, you probably really struggle to connect meaningfully with God if you don't set aside dedicated time to connect meaningfully with God. Does anyone else struggle with that? I'm sure the struggle for you is real. We can connect with God any time in the day. We can, as Paul encourages us to, pray continuously, continue personal interaction with God each and every moment of every day. But I've found, personally, if I don't set aside regular time to just seek and wait on God, I won't actually connect with Him in a meaningful way. Maybe you found that to be true as well. I find other things just kind of quickly consume my mind, consume my thoughts, take my heart away from affection for Him. And before I know it, I'm off and I'm into my day without spending the quality time that I really want to spend and I really want to enjoy with Him. And the problem with this is that obviously we miss Jesus. We miss Jesus and we, we neglect our relationship and we can't enjoy that and we can't benefit from that. And we very quickly lose peace. And I've found that I've become really impatient in the waiting when that's happened because we're failing to create the space in our lives to truly connect with and actually just enjoy Jesus. There's real power in that. There is power in choosing to be still before God and his throne of grace. When we choose to still ourselves before God and invite him to still our minds and also our hearts, we can connect with God on a much deeper level and we can truly enjoy the richness of relationship with him. We can actually experience the joy and the peace that comes only from sitting in his presence and being close to him. Psalm 37.7 encourages us in this kind of posture. Here's what it says. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. How's God calling you to be still in this particular season? What might God be asking you to forego or set aside? Maybe even really good things. Maybe things that, you know, are not bad in and of themselves, but what might God be calling you to set aside so that you can be truly still and wait on Him? To wait well. To wait well or really To wait at all involves being still before God. So that's the first key. And the second is this. We wait well when we choose to set our minds on things above. You might be familiar with this passage from Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Often when our minds are consumed with the things of life, there really isn't much room in our, in our thinking, in our headspace, to reflect and, and just be taken by the things that are above. 
as we still ourselves before God and choose to, to look beyond the immediate challenges and concerns that we're facing and instead choose to, to look and cast our eyes upon our almighty sovereign God, we are so much better able to draw near to God and rest in Him. Have you found that to be true? I certainly have. So many times in life, I have found my, my brain just being overwhelmed with the things of life or, or just how should I deal with this or how should I deal with that or, or COVID-19 is happening. How can we possibly keep our sense of community as a church? Just things that are so far beyond my ability and can easily consume my thinking and take me away from God. But I've found, as I'm sure you have, that when I look beyond those things and look to our almighty sovereign God, I am so much better able to draw near to God and rest in Him. Now hear me here. I'm not suggesting that the cares of this life do not matter at all. They really do. And God cares about anything or everything that is concerning us and causing us grief. And we'll get to that a little bit later. What I am saying, though, is that recognizing and thinking about the might and the power and the awesomeness of our almighty God really helps us to shift our focus from our immediate earthly struggles to our mighty God who is so much bigger and so much stronger than anything we could possibly face or have to deal with in this life. And when we're in this place, when we're in this place of looking above, we're in a better position to actually trust our cares and concerns to Him, to actually wait on Him, to enjoy Him, to be in a position where we can truly trust Him and leave our, our burdens before Him. I'm wondering, is this something that you choose regularly to do? Do you often, all the time, but especially in the times when you feel really burdened, and weighed down with the different things that life throws your way? Do you intentionally set your mind on things above? If you don't, or if you haven't for a very long time, can I encourage you to choose to do just that this week? Recognizing just how powerful our sovereign God is and reflecting on that and chewing on that and looking at scripture that points to his sovereignty and his power and his might can really help us. It can make all the difference and can really help us to wait on him well. So that's the second. Choose to set our minds on things above. And here's the third, and it's very much linked to the second, and it's this. We wait well when we talk to him and cast our anxieties on him. What a privilege we have as believers in Jesus to be able to talk with God anytime we want. What an incredible blessing that is. I know that you know it to be true, and I know it to be true for myself. We really... We, we should pinch ourselves every day that the Almighty God 
wants to and does communicate with us every single day. And what an amazing, compassionate God we serve because God loves talking with us about anything and he loves it when his children not only talk with him but also hand over the very things that are burdening them and weighing them down, the things that are causing us grief and anxiety. 1 Peter 5, 6-7 reminds us of this character trait of our mighty God when he says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he might exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. We wait well when we approach God humbly, when we talk with him, when we cast our anxieties, our burdens on him. I'm wondering, how could you better maintain conversation, relationship with God this week, friends? What things are you carrying right now? What, what burdens, what anxieties are you carrying right now that God is actually calling you to hand over to him as you wait on him? God is ready. He's always ready. God's ready and he's more than able to handle and move in the things and situations that are causing all of us grief. So let's choose to wait on him with expectation, knowing that he alone can bring hope and breakthrough, trusting and believing that nothing, nothing is too hard for him. So that's the third. And here's the final key that I want to share with you this morning. We wait well when we remind ourselves of his faithfulness. On a personal level, think about this. How many times have you seen God come through for you? How many times? I'm sure if you've been a Christian for, for longer than two minutes, you could think of multiple times that you have seen God powerfully move in your life. Reminding ourselves of all the times he's shown himself to be faithful to us when we've trusted in him, it's so important and helps us to continually come back to that place of dependence on him helps us to come back to a place where we continue to wait on him time and time and time again, no matter how long it takes, because we know that he's faithful. We know that he does miraculous things. We can remind ourselves from personal experience, no question. And we can also remind ourselves as we look at the word, from all the examples of how God comes through for his people as they trust in him throughout scripture. I shared a few examples at the beginning of this message and I just want to encourage you to open the word of God and take a look at all the times that God came through for his people often and here's good news for us because, hey, I'll be honest, I often fall short. I don't always follow God how I would like to. 
And the good news for us is that God often will come through for his people despite the fact that they're sinning, despite the sin of their followers. That's good news, isn't it? If we're honest, that is really good news, that God often shows himself to come through despite the, the faithlessness or the, or the sin or just the indifference of his followers. Scripture paints a picture of a God who brings about deliverance and does do mighty and powerful things in his timing, in his timing, as people actively trust in him. I want to encourage each and every one of us today, and I've said this before, I said this a number of weeks ago, that we serve a God who knows and a God who cares. He knows and he cares. And our mighty God who knows and cares about each and everything that we're thinking about, that's on our heart, that's burdening us, that's causing us grief, our God who knows and cares about all those things calls us to wait on him. So, The question is, will you choose to do that today, friends? Will you choose to place your hope and your trust in the Lord? Will you follow the example of countless people over the ages and truly wait on the Lord in that way, in that active way of active faith in waiting and believing that God will do what he alone can do? I pray that you will. I'll be praying that I will in greater ways in the weeks and months ahead. So let's pray and invite Holy Spirit to make this true for each of us this week, in the months ahead, and for forevermore as we continue to trust Him and draw near to Him and share with Him all the things that are burdens for us and that are causing us grief as we trust him with the things that really matter to us. May we be people who wait on the Lord. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you call us to wait on you. And we thank you, Lord, that it's not a passive waiting. It's not like we're waiting for a bus that may or may not come. We're actually waiting and trusting and believing in you, Jesus, the mighty God who has proven himself to be faithful and true, who has shown himself time and time again to come through for people who wait on him, to deliver people who trust in him, to be good and loving and kind and compassionate to people who truly wait on him. So Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, we invite you to make this word come alive in our hearts so that we too would be people who trust in the Lord and who wait on the Lord with faith. So God, work in our hearts, we pray, and help us, Lord, to actively choose each and every day with the little things and also those bigger things that we've been praying for and believing for even for decades. 
Help us, Lord, to trust them to you and wait on you and allow you to do what you alone can do. So God, we thank you that you know everything and that you care about everything. Everything that we go through, you know and you care about. And so Lord, we just recognize that we are dependent on you and we invite you to move in all of these situations and in our hearts so that we might be truly people who wait on you and trust you and enjoy you and see your mighty hand move. We praise you, God, and we thank you for the call to wait on the Lord. And we pray that you would help us to do just that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.